Hi, this is Dave from Do It With Dave. I'm a former overweight, unhealthy, and stressed out criminal defense attorney who at age 60 left that life behind and instead chose a life of health, happiness, and fitness by becoming a personal trainer. And today at age 75, yes, that's right, age 75, I am in by far the best physical mental and emotional shape of my life. If I can completely transform myself by rewiring my brain and rebuilding my body, so can you. So follow along with DoItWithDave.com for my daily tips, weekly podcasts, videos, and blogs to begin your journey to dramatically improve your life using small steps that can produce big results. Today we're going to talk about walking. Before we do that, I want to let you know that my goal is to bring you the latest and most accurate information that I can. In keeping with that, in the past episode, episode number 12, we talked about muscles. So before we get into walking, I want to review something that I found today in today's New York Times science section about muscles and all the healthy things that muscles can do for you. In fact, I indicated to you that many doctors believe that the conditions of your muscles determine how healthy you age in your life. And in fact, it's the most determining factor is how well you age. Today, June 12th, there's an article headline, Exercise to Give Yourself a Lift. Essentially, what it is, is telling you that we always knew about the physical benefits of muscles, because, and I spoke about those in the previous episode, but how about the mental benefits of muscles? That's something that's a little less known and only becoming known currently. So not only can muscles strengthen your body, but it can emotionally strengthen your mind. And essentially what the article says is that recent studies indicate that going to the gym and doing resistance training benefits your mood, gives you an uplift. And it seems to work for everybody. It doesn't work any different gender-wise for men or women or age-wise, whether you're 20 or 80. What they found was that resistance training consistently reduced the symptoms of depression. And I emphasize the word consistently. And that's whether someone was formally depressed at the start of the study or not. In other words, If people began the study with depression, then they usually felt better after taking the weight training course. If they started out with normal mental health, in other words, no signs of depression, they ended the experiment with weightlifting with less of a chance of becoming depressed than people who did not do the training. Perhaps most interesting was that it did not seem to matter how much 
strength training you did or how frequently, as long as you did some. So those people who were in the gym or doing it at home or doing it on their own somewhere else experience the same benefits whether they did it two or three times a week or five or six times a week, whether they did it for an hour a day or for 20 minutes a day. They all experience the benefit. It's almost as if that showing up and doing the exercise and completing the workouts was enough to obtain the full benefit of the workout as far as mental stability or lack of depression was concerned. What scientists think is happening is that the weight training could be changing aspects of the brain, including the levels of various neurochemicals that influence moods. Expectancy could also be at work. It's almost like it's the placebo effect. You expect to feel better after you work out, and you do. Now this is going to require more research, more studies, but one thing that scientists and doctors are in full agreement with is that working out even a few times a week may be an effective way to curb your depression and better your mental health. Now I'd like to talk about movement, in this case walking, and how important it is for you and your health. You know if you stop breathing, you're dead. You stop moving, and your quality of life is vastly diminished. So what happens when we actually stop moving? As we get older, we begin to lose muscle mass. And without proper diet and exercise, not only do we lose muscle mass, but our bones, including our spine, tighten, and as a result, shorten up. This is this could cause us to enter a phase of our lives where we find it difficult to get from our bed or chair without pain, to even move our legs without feeling tired. This is the beginning of a big downturn in your quality of life. Forget about tossing the kids around. Forget about chasing and catching your kids on a soccer field. Do you think your 12-year-old kid has gotten faster over the past year? Perhaps. But more likely, your 40-year-old body has gotten slower. If you fail to exercise, your muscles will eventually atrophy, which is a medical term when our muscles simply waste away and we lose all our muscle strength and eventually leads to our inability to move. The easiest and best way to keep up muscle strength and prevent atrophy is to keep moving. And the easiest way to keep moving is to walk. I say easiest and best because it's free. You can do it almost anywhere and almost any time. And if you do it outdoors, you get the added benefit of breathing fresh air. And if you do it in the suburbs of the countryside, you get an additional benefit of not only fresh air, but clean air. What are the actual health benefits of walking? In one word, numerous. 
First and foremost, it prevents your muscles from atrophying and contributes greatly to your quality of life. Those of you who suffer from type 2 diabetes, walking will lower your blood glucose because the more muscles used when walking, more glucose is used and improves your ability for your body to use the insulin. For weight loss, the more brisk you walk, the more calories you burn. At a slower, more moderate rate, you can figure you're going to lose about 70 calories per mile. At a more moderate brisk rate, about 100 calories a mile, and at a fast brisk rate, closer to 130 calories per mile. So in four miles of walking a day, which is the equivalent of approximately 10,000 steps, depending upon your pace, you're going to lose between 250 to over 500 calories a day. This is very substantial part of a 2,000 calorie intake a day. You will lose weight. Heart health is another benefit of walking. It raises your heart rate, enabling your heart to function more efficiently in many ways, including blood flow. And this elevated heart rate enables you to burn calories even faster. So how do I start a walking routine? If this is your first time, very slowly. Do not try to do the 10,000 steps out the first time. Your body will not be used to it. And you will lose interest and enthusiasm very quickly. Try walking a half a mile the first week. That's about 1,250 steps. That's all. For those of you who have had some recent history of walking, start with two miles a day. So you don't burn out that very first week. And increase it a half a mile till you get up to four miles or approximately 10,000 steps. All levels of walkers should always warm up. Some of the best exercise you can do is some toe touches and or jogging in place for a minute. All levels of walkers should warm up by taking the first five minutes of walking at a slower pace than usual. Now how to walk? There's actually a more beneficial way to walking. Your chin and shoulders back and down. This will enable you to get the maximum amount of air as well as to improve your posture as you walk. Feel free to swing your arms or at least have your elbows bent as you walk. Make sure you wear a pair of good walking shoes. You may not want to use a pair of tennis shoes as they don't grasp the surface like a pair of hiking or walking shoes would do. And you know, you may not even be aware of it, but you're walking when you're playing tennis and golf and you're in the shopping malls. You're doing probably more walking than you know. So how do you measure this? How do you measure this? Well, that shouldn't be an issue at all. Because right on your phone there's an app, which I use, that'll tell you how far you walked, how many steps you walked, and how many steps you climbed. I would encourage you to do this. It's free and it's so simple.
I would also tell you that when I first started, I said, oh my God, what am I thinking? I'm gonna, I mean, uh, I'm gonna be out here. Uh, maybe uh, it will consist of two 30-minute brisk walks a day. You can divide it up how much you want to do. Of course, you wanna get the heart rate going, so there is a benefit to doing it briskly. There is a benefit of doing it at least a half hour briskly as well. I would encourage you to walk with a friend if you can find somebody to walk with because then the time will pass like nothing. 30 minutes will mean nothing. You'll say, we, we did 30 minutes already? Wow. <laughs> but absent a friend, and that's a good thing about walking, is you can do this exercise that has so many benefits by yourself. You can listen to your device. You can listen to music. And you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to my podcast. Mine run about 15 minutes. You can listen to two of them. If you want to get away from hearing about lifestyle and health, you can listen to anything with a podcast. There are podcasts for fishing. There are podcasts for plumbing. There's podcasts for recreational places to go to. There are podcasts, even my dentist told me, he listens to dental podcasts. I said, what? He says, yeah, there's dental podcasts that tell you how to happens, what happens in a dentist's office and how to handle problems. So there's podcasts for any sort of interest that you may have. And you'd be amazed how quickly the time will pass and you will come home feeling not tired, but refreshed, healthier, more energetic, stronger than when you left. So I would encourage you, it's simple, it's easy, it's free. Keep moving. It's always hard to hit a moving target, as you know. Keep moving, keep healthy, and keep walking. This is Dave with Do It With Dave. See you next time.